Hi there. You're listening to What's New Today, a kids and family podcast about current events shaping our world. This is Sangeeta, your host from India. Every Monday and Friday, I'm joined by a curious child who could be from anywhere in the world, and together we discuss one interesting new story. In today's episode, we talk about why one tiny little island called Taiwan is preparing to defend itself in the event of an attack and why this island might be at the center of a tug of war between the United States and China. Without much ado, let me introduce you to my co-host for today's episode. Hi, I'm Suyanshi. I'm 15 years old. I go to GD Goenka Public School, Lucknow, and I'm from India. Hi, Suyanshi. Welcome to the show. So what are your hobbies, Suyanshi? My hobbies are basically I like playing uh, basketball in school and also watching web series and anime. Wow. So my favorite anime, I, if I have to name one, it will be Naruto. Are you interested in learning about current affairs, current events and things about other countries in the world? Yes, it is quite interesting for me to know about the geopolitical issues. It is like an entertainment for me. All right. You make it sound like, you know, countries arguing and fighting or getting friendly with each other like a mini circus. Is that how it looks to you? Yes, you can put it like that. Which country in your head is currently like a a juggler in a circus? I can say USA because it holds most of the power and it influences decisions in mostly all the countries. It's lovely to hear young minds like you, you know, think about all of these countries in both a serious and in a light way. So, talking about today's episode, what do we know about Taiwan? Taiwan is an island which is located roughly 100 miles from the coast of southeast China. So, you can technically swim from China to Taiwan? Probably, if someone is desperate enough to swim, they definitely can. Because people do swim across the English Channel, which is 150 miles long, right? From England to France. There are many swimmers who want to prove that, you know, they can actually swim these great distances. Yeah, their potential. They want to prove their potential. So, yeah, I'm guessing maybe if someone did want to prove their potential, they might swim between China and Taiwan. Taiwan is known to be the, the center of the semiconductor industry in the world. So tell me what does the word semiconductor mean? Semiconductors are... Uh, Tiny electronic chips. Mind it, it's not the chips that you're thinking about. It is the semiconductor chips. It's not lace chips. (laughs) Yes. And these are installed in every electronic device that you can think of. Devices like our phones and laptops. Yes. From phones and laptops to the rockets that go into the space. Nearly every every electronic device consists of these chips. What does Taiwan do? Why is Taiwan so critical? Taiwan uh, is critical because Taiwan produces 60% of the world's semiconductors. So if someone wanted to make a laptop or a phone or a watch or a TV or a car or a spacecraft, If something happens to Taiwan, none of these can be manufactured or most of these can be manufactured. Is that right? Yes. Basically, semiconductors are required to bring any of these products to their finishing lines. Without them, it is uh, impossible. 
During a pandemic, if you tried to order a laptop or a phone from any online site, it was very hard to get one because Taiwan's factories were closed due to the lockdown that was imposed. So Taiwan has created a very nice defense for itself. It is not in the form of a fortress the way many other countries may have built. It's not in the form of military equipment, but it's in the form of building a very, very important industry called the semiconductor industry. So if any country were to attack Taiwan, the rest of the world would suffer from the semiconductor shortage. Therefore, the rest of the world is likely to only come to Taiwan's defense. How do you like this form of building a defense as against investing in a lot of military equipment? What do you think of this? I think it is unusual, but as long as it is working for Taiwan, it is a great thing for them. They are uh, working for the defense and they are bringing income for the country from the rest of the world. So now, what is Taiwan's history and why are we talking about a potential threat to Taiwan? In the 1940s and 50s, there was one political party called the Nationalist Party in China, which lost in a civil war in China and they fled to Taiwan. Because they thought... They would, they would stay there in Taiwan temporarily. Because at some point, I think all these Nationalist Party leaders believed that they would be able to go back to China and, you know, once again be a part of the ruling government. But after they fled, it appears that, you know, what they thought was going to be a temporary home eventually became a home for many generations. So is Taiwan a country by itself? That is open to debate. It is uh, because China still does not recognize Taiwan as an independent country. It states that it's a breakaway province and which they want to eventually reunify into the mainland China. Now, we started the story with some Nationalist Party leaders who fled from mainland China and who settled in Taiwan. But we were earlier also talking about the semiconductor industry. Now, how did that happen? So nearly 40 years ago, the government of Taiwan decided to develop a science park in the city of Sinchu. Many Taiwanese engineers were in US and working in the Silicon Valley there. And when the government called for them, they actually came. One of the reasons that I have heard you know, about why Taiwanese engineers came back to Taiwan was that for a lot of them who had grown up in Taiwan, they had not had much access to English. I've heard instances where the Taiwanese students would be like completely lost for an answer when all the professor walked up and said, good morning to the Taiwanese. Hello there. So because they did not know English and they were not that fluent in English, so even after they had started working in the semiconductor industry, they may have spent five, 10 years in the industry and they were really good at their job. They could not rise in their careers in the United States simply because they did not know English well enough. So, which is why, which is why when the Taiwanese government decided that they would set up a science park and they went and extended a big welcome to all these Taiwanese engineers living in Silicon Valley, these people were very happy to come back to their island. Are the semiconductor companies in Taiwan much better at 
making these semiconductor chips than any of the companies even in the US. Taiwanese can make very, very small and tiny microchips, which the Americans can't. Taiwanese can make microchips, which are as thin as five nanometers. And one nanometer is way thinner than a strand of your hair. So what is the story now? Why are we talking about the potential threat? Is China likely to pose a threat to Taiwan? Yes, China is uh, very much likely to pose a threat to Taiwan. After the re-election of Xi Jinping for the third term, he wants to reunify Taiwan with China. We've already said that if Taiwan's under attack, all of us can't buy new phones or laptops or cars or smart TVs or smart watches and I don't know, millions of things that use electronic chips today. So do you think all the other countries will be quiet? No, not, definitely not. If China uh, will take control over Taiwan, it will also take control over the semiconductor industries. Uh, U.S. has openly stated that it will support Taiwan even in an event of attack by China. Mostly all the European countries would uh, come up to defend Taiwan. Everybody wants their Amazon order to be delivered on time. That brings us to the uh, interesting part. Another interesting part of today's episode, which is... Quiz time. Let's see how well you listened. Question one. What is the distance between China and Taiwan? Hundred miles. Question two. Name any two devices in which we use semiconductors. Smartphones and cars. The last and the final question, what was the reason a lot of Taiwanese engineers who were earlier living in the United States moved back to Taiwan? Did they not like the food in the US? Is that the reason? No, uh, it was because they could not speak fluent English. It's Friday and we have a riddle for you. Okay. What object am I talking about? It will never ask you a question, but you will always answer it. A phone call? You are spot on 100% correct. Awesome. So you should tell me... When do you listen to this podcast channel? I listen to the podcast whenever I'm free. Like if I'm eating, I can put on the podcast and listen to it. Or if I'm going for a walk in the evening. So before I let you go, is there one episode that you really enjoyed listening to on this podcast channel that you would recommend to other listeners? Yes, the episode was Queen Elizabeth II. I like the wit and humor in it. The funniest part was how was the age difference of the Queen Elizabeth and the King Charles crowning session. Poor King Charles, I think he's finally ascended the throne at 73 years of age. That's episode 63 on this podcast channel. If you'd like to listen to it, you can find link to this in the show notes below. 
it's a pleasure chatting with you priyanshi i had a lot of fun did you have fun yes it was a lot of fun for me also so that brings us to the end of this episode if you enjoyed this banter between suyanshi and i i guarantee that you would find listening to this podcast channel a great way for you to catch up with all the current events whether you love science or space or wildlife or geopolitics do remember to click on the follow and subscribe button thanks for listening